0: Chapter 35 of Peter Simple. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M.B. in Washington State. Peter Simple by Frederick Marriott. Chapter 35 Swinburne continues his narrative of the battle off Cape St. Vincent. The second night after this, we had the middle watch and i claimed swinburne's promise that he would spin his yarn relative to the battle of st vincent well mr Simple, so i will but i require a little priming or i shall never go off will you have your glass of grog before or after before by all means if you please sir run down and get it and i'll heave a log for you in the meantime when we shall have a good hour without interruption for the sea breeze will be steady and we are under easy sail i brought up a stiff glass of grog which swinburne tossed off and as he finished it sighed deeply as if in sorrow that there was no more having stowed away the tumbler in one of the capstern holes for the present we sat down upon a coil of ropes under the weather bulwarks and swinburne replacing his quid of tobacco commenced as follows well mr simple as i told you before old jervis started with all his fleet for cape st vincent we lost one of our fleet and a three-decker two the saint george she took the ground and was obliged to go back to lisbon but we soon afterwards were joined by five sail of the line sent out from england so that we mustered fifteen sail in all we had like to lose another of our mess for do you see the old culloden and colossus fell foul of each other and the culloden had the worst on it but trowbridge who commanded her was not a man to shy his work and axed to go into to refrit when there was a chance of meeting the enemy "'so he patched her up somehow or another "'and reported himself ready for action the very next day. "'Ready for action he always was, that's sure enough. "'But whether his ship was in a fit state to go into action "'is quite another story. "'But as the sailors used to say in joking, "'he was a true bridge, and you might trust to him, "'which meant as much as to say "'that he knew how to take his ship into action "'and how to fight her when he was fairly in it. "'I think it was the next day "'that the Coburn joined us in the Minerva, "'and he brought Nelson along with him with the intelligence that the Dons had chased him "'and that the whole Spanish fleet was out in pursuit of us. "'Well, Mr. Simple, you may guess we were not a little happy in the captain "'when Nelson joined us as we knew that if we fell in with the Spaniards "'our ship would cut a figure, and so she did, sure enough. "'That was on the morning of the 13th, "'and old Jervis made the signal to prepare for action and keep close order.' which means to have your flying jib-boom in at the stern windows of the ship ahead of you and we did keep close order for a man might have walked right round from one ship to the other either lee or weather line of the fleet i shan't forget that night mr simple as long as i live and breathe every now and then we heard the signal guns from the spanish fleet booming at a distance to windward of us and you may guess how our hearts leapt at the sound and how we watched with all our ears for the next gun that was fired trying to make out their bearings in distance, as we assembled in little knots upon the booms and weather-gangway. It was my middle watch, and I was signal one at the time, so of course I had no time to take a cock if I was inclined. When my watch was over I could not go down to my hammock, so I kept the morning watch too, as did most of the men on board. As for Nelson, he walked the deck the whole night quite in a fever. At daylight it was thick and hazy weather, and we could not make them out, but about five bells the old Culloden, who, if she had broken her nose, had not lost the use of her eyes, made the signal for a part of the Spanish fleet in sight. Old Jervis repeated the signal to prepare for action, but he might have saved the wear and tear of the bunting, for we were all ready, bulkheads down, screens up, guns shotted, tackles rove, yards slung, powder filled, shot on the deck and fire out, and what's more, Mr. Semple? I'll be damned if we weren't all willin' too. About six bills in the forenoon the fog and haze all cleared away at once, just like the rising of the foresail. that they lowered down at the Portsmouth Theatre, and discovered the whole of the Spanish fleet. They counted them all. How many, Swinburne? cries Nelson. Twenty six sails, sir, answered I. Nelson walked the quarter deck backwards and forwards, rubbing his hands, and laughing to himself, and then he called for his glass, and went to the gangway with Captain Miller. Swinburne, keep a good look upon the Admiral,' says he. Aye, aye sir,' says I. "'Now you see, Mr. Simple, twenty-six sail against fifteen were great odds upon paper. But we didn't think so, because we knowed the difference between the two fleets. There was our fifteen sail of the line, all in apple-pie order, packed up as close as dominoes, and every man on board of them longing to come to the scratch, while there was their twenty-six all somehow nohow two lines here no line there with a great gap of water in the middle of em for this gap between the ships we all steered with all the sail we could carry because do you see mr Simple? by getting them on both sides of us we had the advantage of fighting both broadsides which is just as easy as fighting one and makes shorter work of it just as it struck seven bells Trowbridge opened the ball, setting to half a dozen of the Spaniards and making them real, Tom Collins, whether or no. Bang, 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 bang. Oh, Mr. Simple, it's a beautiful sight to see the first guns fired that are to bring on a general action. He's the luckiest dog, that Trowbridge, said Nelson, stamping with impatience. Our ships were soon hard at it, hammer and tongs. My eyes, how they did pelt it in and old Sir John, in the victory, smashed the cabin windows of the Spanish admiral with such a hell of a raking broadside that the fellow bore up as if the devil kicked him. Lord a mercy, you might have drove a portsmouth wagon into his starn. The broadside of the victory had made room enough. However, they were soon all smothered up in smoke, and we could not make out how things were going on, but we made a pretty good guess. Well, Mr. Simple, as they say at the play, that was act the first seen the first and now we had to make our appearance and i'll leave you to judge after i've told my tale whether the old captain wasn't principal performer and top sawyer over them all but stop a moment i'll just look a bit at the binnacle for that young topman's nodding at the wheel i say mr smith are you shutting your eyes to keep them warm and letting the ship run half a point out of her course take care i don't send for another helmsman that's all and give the reason why "'You'll make a wry face upon Sixwater Grog tomorrow at Seven Bells. Damn your eyes! Keep them open, can't you?' Swinburne, after this genteel admonition to the man at the wheel, reseated himself and continued his narrative. "'All this while, Mr. Simple, we and the captain had not fired a gun, but were ranging up as fast as we could to where the enemy lay in a heap. There were plenty to pick and choose from, and Nelson looked out sharp for a big one, as little boys do when they have to choose an apple.' and by the piper that played before Moses it was a big one that he ordered the master to put him alongside of. She was a four-decker, called the Santissima Trinidad. We had to pass some whoppers, which would have satisfied any reasonable man, for there was the San Josef, and the Salvador del Mundo, and San Nicolas, but nothing would suit Nelson but this four-decked ship, so we crossed the haws of about six of them, and as soon as we were abreast of her, and at the word fire, Every gun went off at once, slap into her, and the old captain reeled at the discharge as if she was drunk. I wish you'd only seen how we pitched it into this holy trinity. She was holy enough before we had done with her, riddled like a sieve. Several of her ports knocked into one, and every scupper of her running blood and water, not but what she stood to it as bold as brass, and gave us nearly gun for gun, and made a very pretty general average in our ship's company.' "'Many of the old captains went to kingdom come in that business, "'and many more were obliged to bear up for Greenwich Hospital. Fire away, my lads! Steady aim!' cries Nelson. "'Jump down there, Mr. Thomas. Pass the word to reduce the cartridges. "'The shot go clean through her. "'Double shot the guns there. fore and aft.' "'So we were at it for about half an hour "'when our guns became so hot from quick-firing "'that they bounced up to the beams overhead.' "'tearing away their ringbolts bolts and snapping the breechings like rope-yarns. "'By this time we were almost as much unrigged "'as if we had been two days paying off in Portsmouth Harbour. "'The four-decker forged ahead, "'and Truebridge, in the jolly old Culloden, came between us "'and two other Spanish ships who were playing into us. "'She was as fresh as a daisy, "'and gave them a dose which quite astonished them. "'They shook their ears and fell astern.' when the Blenheim laid hold of them and mauled them so that they went astern again. But it was out of the frying pan and into the fire, for the Orion, Prince George, and one or two others were coming up and knocked the very guts out of them. I'll be damned if they forgot the 14th of April, and sarve them right too. Wasn't a four-decker enough for any two-decker, without any more coming on us? And couldn't the beggars have matched themselves like gentlemen? Well, Mr. Shemple, this gave us a minute or two to fetch our breath let the guns cool and repair damages and swab the blood from the decks but we lost our four-decker for we could not get near her again what odd names the spaniards give to their ships Swinburne? why yes they do it would almost appear wicked to belabor the holy trinity as we did but why they should call a four-decked ship the holy trinity i can't tell bill saunders said that the fourth deck was for the pope who was as great a parsonage as the others "'but I can't understand how that can be. "'Well, Mr. Simple, as I was head signalman, "'I was perched on the poop and didn't serve at a gun. "'I had to report all I could see, which was not much. "'The smoke was so thick, but now and then I could get a peep, "'as it were through the holes in the blanket. "'Of course, I was obliged to keep my eye as much as possible "'upon the Admiral, not to make out his signals, "'for Commodore Nelson wouldn't thank me for that. "'I knew he hated his signal when in action.' "'so I never took notice of the bunting. "'Just watched to see what he was about. "'So while we are repairing damages, "'I just tell you what I saw of the rest of the fleet. "'As soon as old Jervis had done for the Spanish Admiral, "'he hauled his wind on the larboard tack, "'and followed by four or five other ships, "'weathered the Spanish line "'and joined Collingwood in the excellent. "'Then they all dashed through the line. "'The excellent was leading ship, "'and she first took the shine out of the Salvador del Mundo, "'and then left her to be picked up by the other ships.' while she attacked a two-decker who hauled down her colors i forget her name just now as soon as the victory ran alongside of the salvador del mundo down went her colors and excellent reasons had she for striking her flag and now mr simple the old captain comes into play again having parted company with the four-decker we had recommenced action with the san nicolas a spanish eighty and while we were hard at it old collingwood comes up in the excellent the san nicholas knowing that the excellence broadside would send her to old nick put her helm up to avoid being raked. in so doing she fell the fowl of the san josef a spanish three-decker and we being all cut to pieces and unmanageable all of us indeed reeling about like drunken men nelson ordered his helm a starboard and in a jiffy there we were all three hugging each other running in one another's guns smashing our chain-plates and poking our yard-arms through each other's canvas "'All hands to board!' roared Nelson, leaping on the hammocks and waving his sword. "'Hurrah! Hurrah!' echoed through the decks, and up flew the men like as men angry bees out of a beehive. In a moment pikes, tomahawks, cutlasses, and pistols were seized, for it was quite unexpected, Mr. Shemple, and our men poured into the eighty-gun ship, and in two minutes the decks were cleared, and all the dons pitched below.' i joined the boarders and was on the main deck when captain miller came down and cried out on deck again immediately up we went and what do you think it was for mr simple why to board a second time for nelson having taken the two-decker swore that he'd have the three-decker as well so away we went again clamouring up her lofty sides how we could and dropping down on her decks like hailstones we all made for the quarter-deck beat down every spanish beggar that showed fight and in five minutes more we had hauled down the colours of two of the finest ships in the Spanish navy. If that wasn't taking the shine out of the dons, I should like to know what is. And didn't the old captains cheer and shake hands as Commodore Nelson stood on the deck of the San Josef and received the swords of the Spanish officers? There was enough of them to go round the capstern, and plenty to spare. Now, Mr. Simple, what do you think of that for a spree? Why, Swinburne, I can only say that I wish I had been there. "'So did every man in the fleet, Mr. Semple, I can tell you. "'But what became of the Santissima Trinidad? "'Upon my word, she behaved one deck better than all the others. "'She held out against four of our ships for a long while, "'and then hauled down her colours, and no disgrace to her, "'considering what a precious hammering she had taken first. "'But the Lee division of the Spanish weather fleet, "'if I may so call it, consisting of eleven sail of the line, "'came up to her assistance and surrounded her so that they got her off.' Our ships were too much cut up to commence a new action, and the Admiral made the signal to secure the prizes. The Spanish fleet then did what they should have done before, got into line, and we lost no time in doing the same. But we both had had fighting enough. But do you think, Swinburne, that the Spaniards fought well? They'd have fought better if they'd only have known how. There's no want of courage in the Dons, Mr. Simple, but they did not support each other. Only observe how Trowbridge supported us, by god mr simple he was the real fellow and nelson knew it well he was nelson's right-hand man but you know there wasn't room for two nelsons their ships engaged held out well it must be acknowledged but why weren't they all in their proper berths had they kept close order of sailing and had all fought as well as those who were captured it would not have been a very easy matter for fifteen ships to gain a victory over twenty-six that's long odds even when backed by british seamen well how did you separate why the next morning the spaniards had the weather-gauge so they had the option whether to fight or not at one time they had half a mind for they bore down to us upon which we hauled our wind to show them we were all ready to meet them and then they thought better of it and rounded two again so as they wouldn't fight and we didn't wish it we parted company in the night and two days afterwards we anchored with our four prizes in lagos bay so now you have the whole of it mr Shimple and i've talked till i'm quite hoarse i haven't by chance another drop of the stuff left to clear my throat it would be quite a charity i think i have swinburne and as you deserve it i will go and fetch it chapter thirty five